0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shoot the Breeze podcast. Today, I'm delighted to have a local entrepreneur. She's an ambassador for health and well-being, a behavioural therapist, fitness professional, and wellness coach. Owner of Megan Cordina Wellness. I'd like to welcome Megan Cordina. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: How are you? How have you been
1: good? Thanks. We're doing well down here. We try and keep keep upbeat as much as we can.
0: Yeah, that that that's the thing. Like I, I've been trying to do that, especially with the lockdowns and stuff. So. Just been trying to wake up early, get my workouts in early, and like I did today, I woke up, went to the gym, went for a run, and yeah, it's been a good day so far.
1: Fantastic. So we could you just keep moving.
0: Yeah. So before we get into talking a bit about you and your journey to owning your own business, I just want to know a few things. So what what's one of your favorite travel destinations? Oh, Malta. <laughs> Malta? You. yeah, Malta. Is that your background, Maltese?
1: It is, but ironically, that's not why. It took me, um, so I only went there a couple of years ago for the first time, and I just fell in love with the fact that there's so much culture there, um, but it's also a beach destination. So I was able to wake up in the morning, go and learn all about the culture, um, learn all about the heritage, learn about the, not just the churches, but you've got a lot of the the, the um, underground stone stone architecture things and yeah yeah, there's there's so much history there um and then you know come the afternoon I can go lie down to lie down at some of the most beautiful beaches in the world so yes um but yeah I you know there's other places around Europe that I'm still very hoping or very excited to go and see if we ever get out of this bloody lockdown but yeah um I I have to say Malta's definitely up there there was uh Crete in Greece as well that was beautiful for very much the same reason that it wasn't just an island where you couldn't do ups, you can do anything but relax. You, there was so much culture behind it and so much history that we could learn.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm very I'm very jealous. Like Europe's my dream destination. I haven't been able to get over there yet. I did have plans to go in 2020, but decided to take on studies instead. So it was a good thing in the end because I would probably have been stuck over there with <laughs> coronavirus. So
1: that's right. And you may as well get the studies get the studies out of the way and then jet off and spend some time growing the other side of you, not just your brain.
0: No, that's definitely the plan. So once my studies are done, hopefully we can get overseas. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Well, congratulations on making that decision.
0: Thank you. Also, I'd like to know if you could have a dinner date with any two people dead or alive, who would you be dining with? Um,
1: Gary Vaynerchuk.
0: Who's Gary Vaynerchuk?
1: Gary V is probably one of the most inspiring um, entrepreneurs that I've ever come across. He's definitely someone I tell everybody to listen. He's got he's got his podcasts. He's got Snapchat. He's on Instagram. He's got his dailies. He's got his mentorships. Um, you know he was a he was a, a young uh, Russian man that came over with his family to America to settle in New York, and he's just created a whole legacy. Vaynerchuk Multimedia. He's he's probably the king of social media. And yeah, he's just amazing. I I don't know what else to say about him. He's just amazing. Um, So I'd love to be able to pick his brain for a while. Um, I'd love to be able to have dinner with him and yeah, and just, and just learn from him. Um, He's put out some amazing books. He's, he's just always, he's always full of quality information um, and the cut the bullshit basically standpoint. So, you know, basically you need to take responsibility for yourself and stop making excuses which is you know what led me to where I am today um and then who else would I'd love to have I'd love to be able to see I guess god it's very hard but I'd probably love to be able to see my granddad again yeah you know and just just be able to sit down and talk to him he was a, a navy a navy man and he lost his legs lost his legs serving and, and he's just, I think I didn't appreciate it so much. I lost them at a very young age. My grandparents, I didn't appreciate what he'd gone through so much until I've got older and and realized what it'll be like at the age of 40. He, he had, you know, four children and a wife and, and no legs. Um, so yeah, he's, he's an inspiration to me and he's definitely someone that, that, you know, I look up to with everything that he's achieved. He also was a small business owner when he was back in Malta, albeit not one of the best ones. Um, would trust way too many people and and let uh, the stories that I've heard is let um, people help themselves to the till or pay back later. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah I think, um, yeah, those two people would probably be the two people that I'd love to be able to have a sit down with.
0: Yeah. That'd be very similar to me. I'd love to have a uh, sit down and have a chat now as an adult with my grandfather. He came over from Croatia with barely anything and, you know, gave my dad and my uncle a very good life over here. So yeah, I'd love to do that. I lost him when I was twelve, so never really got that adult yeah. experience with him.
1: No, and it's amazing when we look back. Um, when we look back at, at what our, our our ancestors, what heritage, our, our grandparents in particular, I guess, um, went through to, to build a life for their for them and their family, and how far they've come. And you know, it, it really just puts everything into perspective. You know, of how easy we actually do have it. And just the excuses that we put in front of ourselves to not get what we want, not to achieve our, to not achieve our goals. It's a, it's a real slap in the, it's like a wake up call, I guess.
0: No, it um, definitely is. It definitely is. Uh, yeah. We, you know, sometimes we can sit back and say, Oh, you know, I've had a bad day, but then you put yourself in the situations they were in. It's like our bad day is one of their good days. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I get that completely. <laughs> and yeah. it, at, that, at this dinner, it's a two-course meal. You get a main and a dessert. What would you be having?
1: Um, I'd be having a steak
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: for my main, and, and it would have to definitely be ice cream for dessert. I'm a very simple person.
0: Yeah, steak very and ice simple. cream. You, you can't go wrong. Steak though. and ice very, cream. Very can't good. go wrong. Medium nah. rare?
1: M- medium, medium rare. Sometimes, depending on where we're at, you know, medium rare you can come out mooing still, and I don't, I don't like blood. Okay. I like it to be nice and pink, but I don't want it bleeding.
0: Yeah. we also don't so. want it chewy.
1: No, I definitely don't want it chewy.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh, take me back to when you were completing high school. Is w- what you're doing now what you dreamed of? Or did you have a complete different future in your mind back when you were in your later teenage stage?
1: Okay, so I've danced since I was four years old, and I've always loved dancing. Um, I completed my VCE St. Columbus in Essendon, um, yeah. and attained top scores in in Australia for my VCE dance. I think I was ninth or eighth. Oh
0: wow! Um,
1: okay, yeah. So, I, I would always, I would, I would have loved to be a dancer, but coming from a very um, traditional family, there was no way that that was where it was going to go. You know, it, that that's a hobby; it's not a lifestyle. So um, it didn't really yeah. matter how good I was. It, it was never going to be the end game for me. Well, it was never going to be accepted as the end game, I should say. I love the sea life, I love marine life. So I really wanted to be a marine biologist. That was my number one that was my number one goal when I was in high school. and in order to achieve that, I would have had to move to, to Queensland because we don't have anything here. So I tried to make a deal with my parents. Getting them to agree with me going to Queensland, um, and they said we'll do a backup plan in Victoria. So my two my two choices were obviously a marine biologist um, or a psychologist. So I applied for psychology, or it was actually a bachelor, bachelor of behavioral science at Trobe University, not thinking I would ever get in because it was quite hard to get into. And I applied for um, I applied for the marine biology um, where in Queensland, where they had. Um, ties with with SeaWorld so you did all of your work experience with SeaWorld and that to me was my dream and not thinking I'd get into any of them because only 30 people are accepted in the Queensland one as well I received the letter I got into both
0: oh wow so,
1: okay. um I begged my parents for quite some time to allow me to go to Queensland and when I say allow me to go to Queensland my dad run has my I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. So my dad, well, he literally just recently retired, but my dad's ran his own business, um, which meant that I wasn't eligible for any sort of government payments. So I wasn't able to do it on my own. Um, Coming out of of high school, I needed support from my family. And I made a deal with my parents saying that, you know, okay, I'll, I'll put that on hold for a year and I'll try this behavioral science for a year. And then naturally coming from, again, an ethnic background, a year passed, oh, you've done a year. You might as well keep going. You've got two more years to go. So again, there was probably no real, real chance of me <laughs> getting to move to Queensland. Yeah. So yes, I continued with my studies here. Um, now my story then goes, I was I, I got pregnant with my son in my third year of behavioral science. Um, yep. so I had I finished my my undergraduate um a bachelor of behavioral science. And then I I gave birth to him the following year. So I put my studies on hold for six months. He was born in April and I went back and did my fourth year starting from the July intake. um, Uh, Did you you love it? Did you
0: you like it? Did I love it? Look,
1: I I, I do love it. I do. But at that point of time, I still wanted to work with animals,
0: which was very,
1: very unheard of in Australia. So. Again, from there, it meant that I'd have to go to the States. And now not only did I have my parents to deal with, I had my son's dad to deal with. So yeah. it was, you know, I, look, I love helping people. I really do. But it, it wasn't my first choice, you know. Um, that being said, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I did it. I continued with it. I did my, my fourth year and then my fifth and my sixth. And I was a child psychologist for probably about 11 years, um, yeah. at which point it, it's quite, it's quite, um, quite hard on your mind um yeah. and raising um I was a single mother raising my son the poor kid wasn't allowed to do anything actually I was probably a psychologist for a little bit longer but yeah he wasn't allowed to do anything because I work with children um I was seeing a lot of things that were happening and I was very very overprotective okay, um yeah. did I love helping people yes I love it I I absolutely love helping people that's 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 a given was it where I thought I'd end up Not necessarily, (laughs) But but I did love it while I was doing it. It just consumed me a little bit too much.
0: So that degree led you into behavioral therapy?
1: So it's a Bachelor of Behavioral Science and majoring in child psychology. So after my three years, I then went and did my fourth year. Um, my postgraduate in psychology and then I started my master's of clinical psychology so from there it was a bit very different I'm 41 so 20 odd years ago it was very different I then did my my um, placements and I got my hours together and and yeah that led me into that I dropped my registration I dropped um, everything so I was no longer working as a psych I then went into just using my behavioral therapy so I was doing um, so I dropped that probably about 10 years in um and we are just doing behavioral therapy because it got to a point um I remember clearly my son saying mom I just want to spend more time with you yeah um so I started doing sleep therapy sleep training and working with children that might be ADHD ADD ODD Asperger's and just helping them I guess
0: get like a sleeping pattern
1: well not just sleeping patterns, but yeah, like when I was doing the sleep therapy, so I had a lot of babies. A lot of parents come in, can you train my babies to sleep? So yeah. I'd go and, and do the sleep training and what have you. Um so yeah. And whilst I was doing that, i you know, I look prior to that, while I was doing this as well, I also used to own a dance studio. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've always been in and out of businesses. <laughs> I sold my dance studio when I was probably about twenty four. Um and that's when I really went into doing the the work with the children. Yeah, basically it just it just took took a layer off, so it wasn't so so time-consuming for me I could pick and choose my hours and my days and I was able to spend more time with my son um which is why I dropped back um I did the sleep therapy that was one thing but like yeah as I was saying I'd also help people with transitioning so I had gay parents yep. that wanted um you know more of, like sometimes they wanted a female influence so I'd come in and I you know and everything was always perfectly fine I've worked with even parents that have had mental disorders or mental illnesses um and just coping with daily parenting duties and and helping them helping them integrate into parenting life
0: you said you also worked with um parents with mental illnesses to help them
1: help them adjust to parenting
0: what what was that like
1: um challenging challenging it was challenging and a lot of the time i found that one of my my favorite clients it was more a confidence factor he had bipolar um but he was well medicated and um you know it didn't inhibit any in any anything he he Did as long as he continued with his medication, but I think it was more a a confidence thing. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. But he was wonderful. He was an amazing dad, and yeah, like he was wonderful. So now I've worked with many children. When I used to work in terms of you know in the practice, I've worked with the DHS uh, as well in the area. So yeah, I've I've worn quite a few hats. But whilst I was doing that, I decided to get my license to be a Zumba instructor as well, and So I'd work during the day with the kids and their families and then I'd go and teach classes a couple of times a week and that would force me to commit to taking care of myself as well, Um, letting me do what I love doing, which was dance. And obviously it then became a little bit of a side hustle as well Um, and also meant that it took more time away from my son, which is why I had to scale back what was not giving me the freedom I needed. Um, I'm very blessed to have such a a very um, soulful child and I explained to him that obviously changing career paths like that, you know, there's going to be a, a big difference in in um a big difference in, in income and we'll no longer be able to do X, Y, and Z and things are going to be a little bit tighter. And he's like, I don't care, I just want to spend more time with you. So that made it a lot easier for me to lead with my heart instead of leading with my head. Yeah. Made it easier for me to decide that, you know what, this is what's best for our family. And I ran with it.
0: Yeah. So, you get that a lot because like nowadays it's not like that stereotypical, you know, the mum stay home, look after the kids. W- women are actually working, and as much as men, just more even. And my mum was the same. So my mum was a hardworking woman, also. And she went straight back into full time work pretty much after my sister and I were born. And she said, she, yeah, well, as we were young, she felt bad. She had that mum guilt, what yeah. they call it. She had that mum guilt. But at, at the end of the day, now that I'm older, I, I don't feel like I felt neglected or left behind. I think seeing my mom and my dad, also my dad's had his own businesses, seeing their hardworking attitude brought that down onto my sister and I. Right? Which is fantastic. I, I believe I'm a hard worker. I've got I'm a uni student. I've got a couple of jobs and I've got this podcast now on the side. My sister, only 19, is the manager of her workplace, so it's fantastic. We, we've we've sort of developed those working habits. So I think uh, as much as mums want to spend a lot of time for their kids, I, I, I think that element of feeling bad shouldn't happen as much anymore now that, you, you know, it's, it's an equal opportunity for everyone in this world to work whatever they want, whenever they want.
1: No, I agree with you 100%. I, yeah. Only I didn't really have the option. So for yeah. me, like I probably wouldn't have stayed, I, I probably wouldn't have gone back straight away after three. after he was only three months old. I was very grateful to have the support of my family Yep. um you know i didn't have to worry about childcare or anything like that but you know i i i was on my own from the moment yeah from the moment i gave birth so it was either i go out and earn an income or we're on the poverty line yeah so yeah like i no, i appreciate what you're saying but i think that's where my guilt came in because you know i chose to bring him into the world i knew yeah. what my situation was like i was going to be a young mum um but we made it work we made it work you know we yeah. we've got our own house you know I, yeah, I've got our own cars, and yeah, like you know, whatever we've needed, we've had. He's he's been. We've travelled as much as we can. You know, for his 14th birthday, I took him to Disneyland, and we went to Hawaii, and then on his 16th, we went to Japan. Oh wow. um, Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and then on his 18th, I offered to bring him to Europe, but he decided he wanted to go to Rye for <laughs> for um. What do you guys have? Uh, schoolies.
0: Schoolies. So, yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: He chose he chose Rye over over Italy. So, but anywho. Yeah. I I I I agree with you. I think children learn um, from what the parents put forward and what they put out there. And you know, if I ask him today, he understands why I work the way I did. But he will say he will say, "I wish I had more time with you." But I was, you know, I'd leave home at six thirty in the morning and sometimes not get home till nine thirty at night. Um, right. When I commit to something, it, it's either all or nothing with me, and that's and that that's a me problem. You know, yeah, um, but
0: but then also like at the end of the day, you're working that hard to give him a life that you wanted to give him. You wanted to give him the best life he could possibly have.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right, and he appreciates yeah. that. Yeah, he does appreciate that. But yeah, you live and you learn, don't you? So <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. When did you sort of getting into the fitness work? When did that come about?
1: So I've probably been doing fitness for almost twenty years now. So obviously, I wouldn't my dance. I don't consider fitness. Uh, well it is fitness but I don't call that yeah. fitness work I got into Zumba yep. um, and then from that that led me to um, so I did that for many years and I went through all the programs I headed over to the states I did the Zumba convention I learned programs over there um, and that then led me to a program a local program called the jungle body which I fell in love with and that's created in Perth WA actually um, and I learned all of their programs as well so I then became teaching that and then I was chosen by a company called Bokwa and I became one of their education specialists so I travel and teach I was a master trainer I teach I teach train instructors to become instructors okay, so I'd yeah. hold the um, and that's an American company I would so they flew me to New Zealand and then they flew me to the States and we did training over there um, I did my Cert 3 and 4 in the States and then I had to do it again when I came back here Because, unfortunately, it wasn't um, recognised internationally, as I was once told. Um, And then I continued my education. I did my Metafit trainings. um, And then with the Bokwa, it it involved quite a bit of travelling. And it was happening again. So I dropped off all the other stuff. But I was away every other weekend. And, you know, I'm replacing one thing with another. And, again, my son's not getting to see me. I felt like I was just dumping him all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I did that for about 12 months. and let that go not long after that i hurt my back and that's where i was referred to a reformer pilates as part of my rehabilitation because i'm just not used to being sedentary and i fell in love with it so i've got um my l3 and l4 uh bulged and my s1 slipped i had reformer pilates clinical pilates as my therapy and i just thought oh my god you know i'm i'm getting older now this is amazing you know i just like what it did to me, for me, how it helped me recover under the right hands, of course, I was like, I have to share this with people. And yeah. so I went down that route um, and I started investigating places that I can do reform Pilates, and, you know, like with everything, there's there's a multitude of different um, institutions that we'll do, put a course on and they range from, you know, $400 for the weekend to $8,000 for the year. Yeah. Um, and being in the fitness industry, what I was finding was that a lot of people were opting for the, the cheap weekend, and yeah. you, the, the, the cheap quick weekend ones. Um, and a lot of these larger studios and franchise studios um, have their own in-house training as well. And it's very fitness based. So anyone that's with injuries, it's not recommended to do them or you've got to be very careful with doing them. So I I tried out a couple of the the locals and I try, and yeah I just I just found that that's not that wasn't where I was at and I met um, a lovely lady at one of them who told me to um, try this other company Polestar and um, so that was a, a overall it was a twelve month course um, and it was at the high end and at that point of time like I said I you know stopped working the other jobs you don't get paid that great as a fitness instructor. And so I was working out a way to pay off that. So that that you know that was quite a hefty multiple, multiple 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 thousands to do that course. But I thought if I'm going to do it, I want to do it properly. And I'm glad that I did choose to go through there because that was a clinical clinical based course, um, which gave me the option to do clinical Pilates. Um, so and I what was learning. what is
0: what is clinical Pilates?
1: Um, so it's more if you look back to more the old school way of the way um, Joseph Pilates had brought in Pilates. The whole idea was that he he wanted Pilates to help restore your body, help stretch, strengthen, build your core, and essentially live, live a healthier, happier life. It helps combat um, aches, pains. It balances the, the body by lengthening and firming the muscles, therefore assisting in the in the day-to-day activities. Um, and we focus on posture, core stability, balance, control, strength, flexibility, and most importantly, breathing. So a lot of places I, I've been to in terms of just to do classes, they don't really focus on breathing, but breathing plays such a large part of it. And what I loved was the integration of the mind and the body. As a general, clinical Pilates, especially particularly in Australia, um, they say you need to be a physiotherapist or an osteopath, but I did exactly the same course as they did. Okay. Yeah. So um, I worked with the physiotherapist, the myotherapists, the osteopaths. Um, and the chiropractors. And we literally, so this, like I said, this particular course was probably one of the more expensive ones, um, if not the most expensive one that I've come across. And it talks about the different joints. So when we talk about things, you know, we we talk about the disassociation of the the, the hip bone or the shoulder bone. We talk about the curvature of the spine, whether they're stenosis, lordosis, and we can do a full assessment on them prior to them, prior to organizing a one-on-one or I personally teach my studio. I've got a maximum of four four beds in my studio, um, yeah. so for the reason that I can actually see what everyone's doing, and I want to make sure that um, everyone's technique is on point. Um, what I found in the larger studios um, is that's not considered, um, and I and, and I'm talking from personal experience because I hurt my I hurt myself in one particular class um, by not doing the proper technique. And this was prior to becoming an instructor. And then when I learned how to do it properly, I was like, oh, that feels really different. So yeah. Now I'm understanding what's going on. Since then, um, I've continued with my education through a, another amazing company called Studio Pilates. And I've absolutely loved my training through them. They've helped me grow as an instructor as well and, and go on to the more advanced, so that, I, so that people that come that want to do it for fitness as well, aren't getting bored. So again, once again, being a small a four bed studio that I've got, um, I'm able to tailor tailor everyone's workout. So if there's someone that's got an injury, it can be slightly different to what the person next to them doesn't. If that person next to them doesn't have an injury, um, we're able to, you know, increase the weights, we're able to do, increase the, the you know the length of things. And yeah,
0: you can tailor the Pilates that you teach to each individual customer you have. Yes. Yeah. Rather than yeah. a whole group going in, and you're not sure if you know the people in the back are doing it right because you just can see the couple of people. At Look, time. and
1: I've, I've worked in those studios too, and you know that they all serve a purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, they also have a purpose. Um, and you know, if you're healthy, young, fit, and don't have any injuries, then by all means, you know, you do you. It, it just depends on what you're after. I I just prefer to work with people on a more intimate level. Um, you know, it's quite, quite a, I've got quite a close knit community of people that come here. Again, once again, really grateful for the people that I've attracted into the studio. And, you know, they, they appreciate that, you know, it's a quality workout. And, you know, I've had some people actually, which has been really nice to hear that, that were at the other studios come back and I've heard more after one lesson with you than five lessons with them. So when you do something properly, I mean, this just doesn't stick with Pilates. If you, if you go to the gym and work out yourself, you know that if your technique's properly, it's all about quantity, not uh, sorry, quality, not quantity. Yeah, you 100%. can do the same thing three times and um and get a better result than doing it thirty times. So, yeah, yeah it's and that that's what what I like to promote.
0: Yeah, that's what when I when I first started doing gym, I had no clue what I was doing. I I didn't even talk to the PTs or anything. I just signed up, just got something off the internet, and just, <laughs> thought, yeah, this, this will do, this will do. Some exercise I didn't even know. I'd look up on the internet, I'd see a little photo or video, and I could I just two reps in, I know I'm I'm not doing this right at all, and I look like an idiot. So half the exercise I wouldn't even do. I just stick to the ones I knew until I discovered oh, there's actually PTs here that help you out and teach you how to do it properly. And yeah, I've come a long way since I've actually asked for help and got that time with a PT to learn and know what I'm doing properly. Yeah. So your studio is called Vegan Cordina Wellness? Yes. And it's in Greenvale? Yes. Yes. So how how did opening that come about? That's pretty, it's pretty new, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So I opened on the 16th of November, 2020, um, I always wanted to have my own studio. That was always my goal. Um, I wanted to make, what I found is, I found that when I was on the road to rehabilitation, it was quite expensive um, to do clinical Pilates. And then my cheaper options weren't good, right. um, weren't, weren't effective. So I wanted to be able to come somewhere in between. And, and my whole motto was to bring Pilates for health, rehabilitation, postnatal, prenatal, and make it affordable. So I, yeah, I really wanted to be able to bring that to the forefront. Just before lockdown last year, we were looking at a property down um, on Kiela Road and it fell through, which I guess was a blessing because I think it would have put me under poor I could even open. And my partner was insistent on building a studio in Greenvale, which I thought wouldn't work. Anyhow, long story short, I listened to him and he, he, he converted the studio in Greenvale and um, it's probably the best thing I've ever done, to be honest.
0: Yeah it looks it looks really nice. I, I've seen it on Instagram uh, it looks lovely. And, Thank
1: uh, you. Um, yeah. And and you know it's still a work in progress. There's still a few things we need to add to it. Um it's been amazing and you know again once again it's it it, it grew exponential well it grew rapidly actually. It, it kind of you know that classes were constantly being added and and um yeah so basically coming out of the last lockdown again being a contractor I was at the whim of everybody else's business. So what I learned from the last COVID, uh, or from last year, I guess, was that in order for me to be responsible for myself, I needed to take the reins and I needed to create my own, which, you know, goes back into the whole of sometimes you've got to be a little bit scared and, and listening to what our, you know, grandparents have done and what our parents did before us and the risks they took and they weren't as, as, as scared as what we seem to be these days. Um, so, yeah, so we jumped in head first and, you know, I started off with just the two machines. Because mm-hmm. um, the machines are quite pricey as well. They're just shy of five thousand. Well, the ones that I've got are just shy of five grand. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to get another two. I'm just going to going to bite the bullet. Um, so we put the four at the the four end. Sorry, um, I then went and did another course called Wunder Pilates. Yep. So with the Wonder chair, so that then allows me to do rehabilitation for people. It Helps work with more pregnant people that can't lie down. And you know, it was it was another way of me being able to offer an array of services in the one place. So yeah, so that basically came out from the last lockdown, and we just decided to yeah to to to, to do something to make to create our own destiny. Um, and the goal is to have you know. A, a, a larger studio in Greenville and, and integrate um, other activities too, you know, such as aerial yoga, and okay, yeah. have another room for the dance stuff that I do, the dance, the dance fitness things, being the jungle body stuff or the Metafeed and things like that. Um, so that that's the long term goal, but at the moment, with our future being the unknown, and unfortunately, with the wellness industry being hit the hardest. Yeah. Um, it's a bit scary to do anything.
0: Yeah, it's annoying when they say, yeah, seven days and then next minute your business is shut down for a month.
1: Yeah, that's right. The literature behind as well just doesn't support what they're arguing. So, you know, if you're going to close everyone down, I completely understand. Everyone was closed down for the five days that we got closed down. Yeah. Um, But when you're going to start reopening and allowing people, and, you know, I, I have nothing, like I've got friends that own restaurants and bars. So it's not, not that I have anything against them, but if you're going to allow people to go out for dinner, then why can't I have my little studio open? And we got shut down for a further week or the gyms got shut down for the further week, you know? Um, and they just, they've damaged. As a result, you know, business has slowed down because between, it takes 21 da- days to create a habit. We were shut for 21 days. It's really hard. Um, and, and, you know, it's not just a matter of you've closed me for three weeks. You've closed me for three weeks. People are scared to come back now that we've reopened. We're in winter, they've lost their they've lost their mojo, they've lost their, their behavioural patterns. By the time my business picks up again, it's gonna be another three or four weeks. So in effect, they've affected my business for a minimum of two and a half months and they continue to do it and, and I sit here in fear of thinking, Well, they're gonna lock us down again. Yeah. And every time we get locked down, that sets me back another few months. Um and I'm I'm only a small studio, so my heart bleeds to the bigger people. You know, the ones that have got a lot more overheads than I do. Yeah,
0: it's just yeah, everything it, it ruins a lot of like businesses employees it's uh, it's ruined a lot last year so i work at a bingo center so we'll shut down for the whole time too i think we we opened the same time as gyms i'm pretty sure but yeah last year our business the business that i work for wasn't open for 12 months so we weren't entitled as employees to job keeper because the business wasn't open for 12 months so oh wow yeah so i went a good four to five months without any income i was under the age of 22 also so i couldn't get job seeker and my parents earned too much money so the government wouldn't give me any sort of money even though i was employee i was making i was working over 20 hours a week earning yeah you know nice money for a student and went from earning nothing for months so at your studio so i looked you have a timetable you're open every day
1: every day seven yeah. days a week
0: <laughs> seven, and reformer pilates that's what it's called on there
1: yeah. So basically um, at the moment, um, I'm only offering reformer Pilates here. Um, I'd love to be able to offer mat Pilates, but I just don't, well, since I don't have the room, it, it requires me moving the reformers. So if I get private groups, I do. I'll move the reformers. Um, but as a general, I, most, all my classes on that timetable are just reformer. But I also have people that book in one-on-ones or two-to-ones, and yeah. then there's other people that book in groups. Um, so. All the other times that are available or that are open are still available to be booked in. Um, Some people that want to have a group of three and they're like, can we come at this time? I'm like, no problems. Yeah, it's quite flexible at the moment. I've got somebody that's going to be completing. She'll be starting with me hopefully um, early August as well. And, um, yeah, so we're adding a few new faces so not everyone has to get stuck seeing me all the time. (laughs) I'm just waiting for that right person to come across.
0: Yeah. Especially as, as you get more customers, you, the extra help's always going to be better.
1: Well, it's it's one thing I've learned as well, and and, and I, I, I struggle with the most is is saying no. So I, I when creating this business, I didn't want to work seven days a week. That was never the goal. I'm like, I'm taking one day off. Yeah. And um, it just didn't work out that way. And like my partner had said, you know, with the demands there, you take it. So I did. So I started working, you know, some mornings I start at 6am and I don't finish till 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. It kind of grew um, quicker than what I thought it was. And as much as, you know, I can do it, I also burn myself out. And if it's one thing I know, once you burn yourself out, you, you start losing the love for what you've got.
0: Yeah. And
1: I don't ever want to do that. So whilst from a financial perspective, we're not in the greatest position to be offering anyone a job. I also know that from a mental health perspective, which is why... You know, it's Megan Cordina Wellness. It's where I also get to use my psych degree and integrate it into there. Um, I know from a wellness perspective, that's what's best for me. And if I'm doing what's best for me, I'm able to then offer my clients what's best for them and give them the complete package.
0: Yeah. So as well as teaching Pilates, you also, with your business, you also give them the overall way to be healthy or get better at health. Yeah. So, yeah. so
1: there's a full, they get the full package. Um, we talk quite a bit. I've got um, – I partner up with a nutritional company as well. So I've got some people that do a full program with me. but some people that just want to come and just do their workout. I've got some people that literally are just on the nutrition side. Um, I also instruct the dance fitness still at, at a gym, Body Flex. I've been there for eight years and I do yeah. that on a Monday and a Wednesday night as well. So it also gives me that little bit of variety and that I absolutely love and I've got clients there and we cross-feed to each other and, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. so yeah basically whatever the client wants i'm there to help um it's funny some of this might one of the clients jokes she says i come here it's not it's not just my workout it's my therapy session um and i think a lot of people feel that way too with exercise which is why i really believe it's really important to keep it going even during these lockdowns yeah. um or as much as you can even if it's at a limited capacity because it's people's mental health that really suffers
0: yeah, 100%. Uh, exercise is a great way to clear the mind and it's it's never when you're exercising you never think about all the bad that's happening in your life. It's just it's a time where you focus on the thing you need to get done at, in that moment and your mind is absolutely cleared.
1: Well, it releases the natural endorphins, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. So, uh, how would you describe what good health is?
1: I think good health starts with mental health. I'm a firm believer it all starts with mindset. You can go in and thrash the weights or thrash the equipment or thrash your body, but if your head's not in the right place, then you're not going to get the results. Um, I've seen that personally with myself and I've seen that with a lot of my clients. So, personally, good health starts with taking care of yourself, and that means taking time out for your mental health. That means putting the right fuel in your body. Um, doesn't mean you can't have chocolate or lollies or ice cream or cake. It just has everything in moderation, right? Um, and then, obviously, integrating your, your workouts finding what it is that you love doing and doing it because you love it you don't do it when we're not doing things to punish our body we're doing things to nourish our body um and I think that's a big difference of what I've learned over the years I've never been a gym junkie I don't love the gym um, I love my dance fitness I love my workouts, and, and now I absolutely love Pilates um and you know they've, they've, every every through every step of my life each one of those things has changed my life to a certain point but I also know that when my head's not in the space and I don't mean like you know if I'm down and depressed or something but I mean if I'm not committed and I'm doing it for the wrong reasons if I'm doing it just because oh shit I've got to lose five kilos it's not it's it's not for the right reasons and and yeah I'm, I'm sometimes doing more damage to myself than good so <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so like you said, you're not a gym jockey. You prefer doing your your dance, the dance fitness, the Pilates. I prefer my
1: classes. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah. If there's someone out there who wants to get into exercise and you know they're not the biggest fan of lifting weights and that's that stuff, would would you say they're the perfect person to try Pilates?
1: I think anyone can try Pilates. From well, I've just started in classes from the age of eight <laughs> through to, to through. I've some one of my oldest people, which I couldn't believe, she didn't look at. Was eighty eight years old. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and she's amazing. Like she's amazing. I think anyone can try Pilates. I haven't had one person come to me that hasn't loved it. I have a lot of new beginners. I have a lot of people that have never tried it before. But most of my members start off. Oh, I'm just going to come once a week. I'm like no problems. And most of them are here now three times a week, two or three times a week. You know, sometimes more if they can. It's it's a great way to start if you want to do. So the best thing about Reformer Pilates in particular, but all Pilates, but the best thing about Reformer Pilates in, in particular is that the strength and conditioning suitable for men and women, suitable for, you know, older children and, 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 and the elderly. And it's not only a way to reshape your body, but it's also a way to do it without putting pressure on your body. Um, like take, for instance, um, we do bicep curls as one of the exercises on the yeah. Reformer. Um, and generally we do that on a red and a green spring. So red a red screen is 38 kilos and a green spring is 19 kilos. So, so, yeah, so add those up. That's 38 and 19 plus whatever the body weight is of the person sitting on on the reformer. So, you know, as a general, I, I think I've only got one person that's under 50 kilos. But as a general, everyone's 50 or above. So yeah. right there and then you're bicep curling over 100 kilos. I don't know many people that could bicep curl, you know, 50 60 kilos many women i should say that can do 50 60 kilos that you know are just housewives that had never worked out before um and you're doing it without putting any pressure on your joints so you know and there's other things you know we do obviously with our legs that work out the, our back and, how,
0: how does that um, bicep curl work so if you that's a, that's a lot of weight
1: so basically you're on your knees on the carriage yeah. and you put your hands, you, you put your hands in the, um, in the straps yep. and you'll, your elbows are tucked into your ribs and we're just curling up and down oh, using okay. the spring. So yeah, it's not a matter of, lifting. Um, you'd be surprised. I, I don't tell people what the weight is because then they'll start freaking out and overthinking it. But when they're finished, I'm like, Hey, guess what? You've just lifted close to a hundred Ks. Um, you know, even, even work with your legs. Uh, we do a lot of booty work. Um, if, that, if that's what they choose that they want, you know, and, and they're they're doing you know glute, glute presses at 80 yeah. 90 kilo single leg glute press at like 90 kilos you know um because again your body we, we all our energy comes from our core the yeah. strength comes from the core so once you once you've built that core properly you can do anything
0: and it's good because you know a lot of people out there probably won't think oh let's give pilates a shot but it's good that they can hear that if i can strengthen my core i can I can do a lot of things and core work is hard work. I've done some core work and it's just, I, I hate doing core work to be honest. It's, <laughs> it's painful.
1: It is. It is. Um, you know, it's not even like I've had, I've had some people, not some people I've had a few really great success stories. I've, You know, I've had a lady that's lost, I think nine kilos in six weeks. Um, and she wasn't a big girl at all. I've had another girl lose about 13 kilos and she's still going. Um, you know, a lot of people say that you won't lose weight with Pilates, but you do. You lengthen and strengthen those muscles Was that when your muscles your... are stronger.
0: Oh, sorry. Continue. Sorry. I thought...
1: Yeah. When your muscles get stronger, your muscles eat the fat. So well, that's yeah. basic science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with whatever you do. So um,
0: did they lose that weight using your Pilates and your nutrition as well?
1: Um, one of them did both. Yeah. yeah. And then the other girl, no, she just, she's on a FODMAP diet. Um, so her, her diet's always been very clean, but she just couldn't shake the kilos and we, I, I couldn't even believe it when she told me she couldn't shake the kilos. She's like, doesn't matter what I do, you know, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure she's lost nine kilos and she did that by, she's here three times a week. Yeah. Um, but she's always, like I said, because of her, um, other things, she's, she's had a clean diet, but she just couldn't budge. Yeah. So
0: no, nine kilos is, that's a big loss, especially for someone who you said she wasn't, you know, a very big person. She
1: definitely is not a big person. Yeah. It, yeah, not at all. Um, and yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, you know, and then I've had another girl, I think she said to me she lost 13 kilos and her diet's terrible. She doesn't do anything I tell her to do. And she's tiny again, same thing. So what it's actually done for her is it's reshaped her body um she's got muscles and you know she's she's so cute
0: <laughs> yeah Man,
1: i didn't come, I believe this happened and it, again she didn't come here to lose weight she just loved the pilates so um it it changes your body it changes your outlook and you know depending what it is that you want to gain from it, it it's 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 just amazing yeah I, I can't speak highly enough i just wish i found it earlier in life so yeah. And, and men should totally do it. I mean, Google men that do Pilates. It's their muscles. It works the small muscles that we forget about. So, you know, you can go to the gym and you can pump it out. You know, and I've got people that do both. They go to the gym and they pump it out. And then they come to me and they're like, I've been doing the gym for 20 years. Why am I sore? Because we're using those little muscles. the Little muscles that support your big muscles.
0: No, so my, my stepdad did Pilates once. Then you come back, he's like, that was really hard. <laughs>
1: Well, I have a lot of the wives who, whose husbands come back and say, oh, all you do is lie on the bed. And so one lady actually brought her husband with her and he lasted one session.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've heard, from what I've heard, it's actually really hard.
1: Yeah, like I said, you'll, t- you'll just have to come and well, give it a go. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm terrible of core stuff. Uh, I, I just stick to my running, really. But you know, I'll, I'll come give it a go. Sounds good i saw on your instagram there was a myth Mm -hmm. that late night eating contributes to weight gain yes i've based my whole diet around making sure (laughs) that i don't eat after 7 p.m at all yeah because so
1: from everything i've learned from all the studies that i've done um and um and you know I've, i've traveled to america i used to go every year and listen to some of the nobel prize winners over there um i've been to nutrition conventions i've been to sports conventions fitness conventions but say i'm also not a fan of the intermittent fasting and i know there's some people that just swear by it um what i've always learned is the best way to get your metabolism burning is to eat within half an hour of waking up um it's called breaking that's why it's called breakfast because we break the fast yeah so you're fast, you're fasting for at least 8 hours usually people sleep and then from that point you know you, you want to make sure you've got a minimum of 30 grams of protein in every in every meal so, you know, you wake up, you have your, your breakfast. Two and a half to three hours later, you have a snack. Two and a half to three hours later, you have lunch. Two and a half to three hours later, you have another snack. Two and a half to three hours later, you'll have dinner. And then you keep eating two and a half to three hours. So, if you're up as a general, um, me personally, I'm up a lot. So, you know, I'll have three snacks and three meals. You know, if I get hungry after dinner, you know, now what I'll do is, so say I eat dinner, I'll say it's 6 you know, whatever, and this is all dependent because I usually have classes, so sometimes it's not often six thirty.
0: Yeah, so whenever um, you're not working,
1: whenever I'm not, well, whenever I can, but yeah. I'll always make sure I've got something in my like some protein snacks, So whether it's almonds, whether it's a protein bar, whether it's a boiled egg, like whether it's you know even a piece of fruit. I always make sure that I can eat every two and a half to three hours, um, and I'll eat, keep going like that right up till I go to bed. So you know, sometimes it looks. Just say, for instance, say you wake up at six, so. Yeah, breakfast by six thirty. Then by nine o'clock, I'm having my snack. Then eleven thirty, I'm having lunch. And then two, I'm having a snack. And then five thirty, I'm having dinner. And then whatever goes from there. eight o'clock, I'll have a snack. And then maybe after that, I'm not usually up till twelve. But <laughs> say I'm up at ten, I'm getting a bit nibbly. Yeah. I might have a tea. I might have a tea, or I might have another snack. I might get some nuts, a handful of nuts. Um,
0: but could, but could yeah. someone who doesn't exercise daily have that diet?
1: I don't exercise daily. You I don't? used to. No, no, I used to. I used to exercise quite a bit, but I, um, I've i got like quite a few injuries. No, that's the best diet to have. That's not even about – it's not about um, – I mean, you've obviously got to be careful what you put in your mouth. Yeah. So, you know, for, for me, I'm, I'm, I love herbal life. I've been doing it for seven years, eight years. I can't remember how long it's been. Um, and I've worked, I got into Herbalife through Anthony Coutipides. So, um, you know, I followed the sports program. When, when I work out, I do the sports program. When I don't, I do the normal one. Um, but you don't even need to do that. Like, you know, we've got meal plans that, that show you what you should be eating every two and a half to three hours. Um, and it's basically just, you know, 30 grams of protein in, in everything you have if you can. That's the best thing you know for me personally for breakfast I have a shake because I'm not a, I'm not a morning person. and ironically the more I eat, the more the more I lose. So I, I did the whole intermittent fasting thing probably for about four months yeah. and I didn't lose any weight. I didn't budge did not budge at all. I did what they told me to do. I was like fasting for like uh, 18 hours a day so that was that was my age bracket um, and I didn't lose. if anything it it messed with my menstrual cycle. Yep. It messed with my moods um, and it didn't budge. It didn't budge at all. I actually put on weight. Um, so I then did a juice cleanse to reactivate my metabolism. Um, and once I came off the juice cleanse, I went back into my my way of eating, which is what I've just said to you, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, a, a basic day for me would be a shake in the morning, two and a half, uh, two and a half to three hours later, I usually have probably a boiled egg. Then after that, I usually have, you know, a salad with chicken and brown rice. And that's the other thing. Everyone thinks you shouldn't eat carbs, but you should. <laughs> Complex carbs. Uh, car- carbs um, are good. Carbs are good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd, yeah, I'd have usually maybe a couple of a uh, couple of tenderloins, brown rice and, and a nice salad. Then maybe a couple of hours after that, if I know that I'm not going to get to eat and I've got to do exert, exertion work, like on a Monday and a Wednesday, I will do high-intensity fitness, um, I will have a tin of tuna and probably some salad as my snack. Yep. because I know then I'm not going to be able to eat for like three or four hours or five hours and then after that I come back and you know if I'm behaving I'll have a shake but if I'm not which is at the moment I'm not like I, when I really want to you know crunch the kilos I'll have two shakes a day but yeah. um if not I'll then come home and um you know we'll have like so my, my partner's I'm very health conscious and my son's at the gym as well so you know we'll then have a, a colorful meal so a yeah. protein and you know a protein and I don't eat veggies, they do. like a protein and with the veggies, I'll have a salad. Um, and then, you know, a smaller lot of carbs. So what, uh, and that, what is that's, it that's about veggies food.
0: you don't like?
1: I don't know. It's really bad. I wish I could change it. <laughs> I eat salads. Is, this
0: any, is it any, all veggies?
1: Um, well, I eat sweet potato and I eat normal potato. Yeah. Um, and I have carrots and cucumber and that's probably about it. And onions and, you know, the standard ones, but I don't, I don't like... I uh, cabbage too. Not a fan of just, like
0: broccoli, cauliflower. No, I don't like
1: broccoli. Don't beans, like
0: cauliflower. Peas. No, no, none pumpkin, of that. I love pumpkin.
1: No, pumpkin makes me dry reach. I oh. can't even cook it.
0: I can't even cook Ro- it. I cook. I pumpkins. Amazing.
1: No, my cats. My cats get get their food cooked. Yeah. And I, you know, as part of their 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 wellness, you know, they should have chicken. And um, pumpkin, it helps with their eyesight and their code and all the rest of it. Yeah. And I actually buy the baby pumpkin sachets from the supermarket because I just can't handle cooking the pumpkin and <laughs> squeezing into their chicken. So, yeah, no, pumpkin's just no-go for me. Mushrooms? <laughs> no. Wow. no. They come from the ground. They're fungi. <laughs> no, I'm pretty bad. But I'll tell everybody else to eat them. Don't get me wrong. I just oh, won't.
0: Yeah. I guess I can't say I don't like fruit because I do like fruit. But there are, there are a lot of fruits I can't. Like banana, no can't can't No,
1: oh, see I'll, I'll eat all the fruit in the world
0: can't do it uh, i think it's i think it's the the mushy texture because i'm the same with avocado i can't do avocado either okay so it must be that yeah no,
1: see, i'll eat i'll eat any of the fruits you can yeah i could i could eat fruit every day but there's a lot of fructose in fruit so i try not to eat too much fruit
0: yeah uh, so i saw over the lockdown you're doing free z- online classes yeah so what were you doing
1: so through lockdown, I offered. Um, so again, this goes back to the mental health. Um, I wanted to be able to keep the community going and, and give them something to look forward to, without adding a price tag to it. Um, I'm a firm believer of giving back. I try and do at least one, at least one fundraiser a year. Yep. Um, last year, at least one. Usually last year we did, um, dance your freaking ass off, <laughs> and that's actually what the brand's called. I didn't make it up. Dance your freaking ass off. Yeah. Um, and we raised. think maybe just shy of two grand um so I got a few um collective collective instructors so we did the jungle body um I had you know Les Mills instructors I had Zumba instructors I had another company which I can't remember their name they're fairly new and we all came together and did it via zoom and um you know I had quite a few donations for the raffle and and it was just amazing. It was honestly just amazing. Um, and I just get I get on such a high by being able to give back. Um, so during lockdown, well, every lockdown I've always done free classes. But this last one, I did Pilates and I did a conga class and I, and I didn't do burn because people don't have weights. Um, yes, yeah, so I did a couple of Pilates and a conga class and um, or conga jaguar class. And I did a Medifit one too. Actually, I did Metafit class too. And it's just a way of of letting people know that I see them yeah, and allowing them to, to, you know, to move and giving them a reason to, to do something. You know, I, I know that when, when and I, you know, I get lazy too during lockdown and um, I know that if I don't have a reason to turn up, I won't turn up. So yeah, I just, I like to be able to offer these services. Um, once the weather gets better, I do free Pilates in the park as well. Um, down at Greenville gardens. <laughs> Well, hopefully. Hopefully I'm allowed to do it this year. I've got to see what happens. Yeah, um sure. But yeah, you know, or I've got another one down at Fairway Reserve. We were doing free classes at Fairway Reserve during just after the – well, when we got out of lockdown and you were allowed to have 10 people in the park, a girlfriend and I um, got together and we are doing some free classes in the park. Yep. Um, just to keep people moving.
0: Yeah. It just, you so. know, give, give them a reason to get out. and yes you know, right. A lot of people can't afford either, so. That's right. Especially a lot of people were hit really bad. COVID, with, yeah.
1: a lot of people were hit really bad with it and you know i don't want to be the reason i I actually also so during the eight months lockdown we we took my classes online for a very nominal fee and um these weren't pilates because obviously people don't have reformer pilates machines so (laughs) i couldn't offer that it was more my dance fitness stuff and the weight stuff if they had little weights at home um and i offered that at a, a very nominal price but anybody that couldn't afford it. Was welcome to email me, and I was, I'd send them out to free for free. So I actually put a saying: If anyone's struggling during lockdown, please feel free to let me know, and, and I'm more than happy to supply you with the classes. It was, you know, it was it was loose change at the at, at the best of it. Um, it was really hard to compete when all the big people, like the Ashy Binds and the um, what's the guy, the Hemsworth, were doing things for free for six weeks. My, my setup cost me more than any of the money I got back because um, again like i've said to you in the part earlier when i do something i do it well so i you know i got the proper SLr camera i bought the microphone i bought the lights um i bought the digital software to edit and you know it, yeah. it, it was a process so and then obviously my time you know I worked out every class every class was costing me money but that's okay it kept me right, it yeah. kept me it kept me accountable and it kept me moving my brain and my body during lockdown and to be honest I completely loved it wasn't even about the money. <laughs>
0: that's, that's what I mean. It I, shows it shows your care, your empathy, and your passion that you're not you're not doing it just for money. You're doing it. It's a passion, and you genuinely care and want to help others, which is really good.
1: Yeah. No. That and that's you know if, if you spoke to most of my clients or any of my clients, they they'd be able to share that with you. And that's something I really appreciate. And that's something I cherish because I don't want to be that money grubbing studio or person. That's not me. Um, you know, and that stands for any anything across any of my business. If someone's injured and they need recovery and they can't afford it, you know, they're welcome. You know, I've I've, I've had clients that have been with me since, you know, early early days that hurt their back and they're like, I can't move. And I'm like, just pop down. I'll put you on a machine. I don't charge them. You know, it, and, and they offer, don't get me wrong. But, again, if I can do it and I'm available, then I'm here. So, you know, if I can help someone.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, there you go. For for anyone listening, if you want to get into Pilates and you're in the area in Greenvale, go see Megan at Megan Cordina Wellness. She will give you the best experience and she really cares. So you've definitely shown that today.
1: Thank you so very much. I really appreciate you inviting me on. um, Well, just before I finish,
0: just before I finish though, I just want to do a quick segment called This or That, which is what I'm going to do on every podcast. So okay. I just ask my uh, whoever's the guest just three questions, this or that, and they've got to pick which option they prefer. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, would you rather run a half marathon or do a hundred kilometre bike ride?
1: Half marathon.
0: Yeah, I'm the same. I've I've, <laughs> I've got a really big bum, so like it's not made for bikes. It's just
1: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm scarred. We went to Gilly Tea um, a few years back, and they've only got horse and carriage and bikes, with yeah. no cars. <laughs> So we thought it'd be a great idea to hire bikes and um, I couldn't walk after the first day. And I was like, no, nah, never again. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of potholes and yeah, no, nah, bikes, not for me. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you rather always be 20 minutes late or always be two hours early?
1: Oh God, that's a hard one. Yeah. Well, everyone will say that I'm always late, but <laughs> not, 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 not for classes and stuff, but uh, going out, I'm always late but I do get quite anxious and nervous. So I think I'd probably say two hours early.
0: Yeah. Like if, if it's always like that, be being 20 minutes late could be something really important. You can't afford to be. Yeah. 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 And you know what?
1: Who's to say that the other people's time is not, is not worth, you know, it's, 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 I find that it's quite disrespectful too, you know, um, when you're just making other people wait for you. So, yeah. and believe definitely. me, I know, cause my friends, my friends lose it with me if I'm, If I'm late to something, so yeah,
0: yeah. All right, and the last one: Would you rather wear uncomfortable clothing every time you worked out, or never be able to listen to music when you work out?
1: I've got uncomfortable clothing. Music's life.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Music's
1: life. But if you're wearing uncomfortable clothing, you're you're wearing the wrong stuff. You need to find something that works for you. Oh yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. I I I think it's just saying like you know you have to wear I don't know what would be uncomfortable to wear.
1: I mean, look, our little spandexes aren't the most comfortable, our leggings and stuff. But, yeah. you know, again, you find what works for you. Like I hear what you're saying. Would you rather be a little bit uncomfortable or would you rather just work out in silence? So,
0: yeah, no, I couldn't do it. Music.
1: Yeah, yeah. no. Music's life.
0: Yeah, definitely. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, where, where can everyone find you? Like your Instagram handle, your yep, where you're so- located, everything.
1: Okay, so my Instagram handle is at Megan Cordina. And you can find all my information at www.megancordina.com. Um, alternatively, I'm also on Facebook at Megan at Megan Cordina Wellness. Um, my phone number, the address is all online. And um, so, if there's, and yes, there's my email. So, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And again, thank you, Joshua, so much for inviting me and taking the time to. To learn a little more about what I what I have to offer, and um, I wish you the best of luck with everything that you're doing.
0: Beautiful, thanks. I wish you all the best too. I hope you get a couple of people from this come down or ask a couple that of questions. That would be amazing. <laughs> I hope so too, because I've seen that you actually care. It's a passion for you. It's not a money thing for you. And yeah, I really hope you do well.
1: Thank you so much.
0: No problem. Thank you for coming on. Thank you.
1: No props. Thank you. Take care.
0: You too. Wow, what an amazing episode that was. Big thank you to Megan for coming on and I recommend anyone looking into getting into Pilates or interested to know more to contact Megan. I have some amazing guests lined up for the next few weeks, so please stay tuned. Give the podcast a follow on whatever platform you listen on. Please go over to the Instagram at shoottbreeze. Link will also be in the description. My Instagram will have all updates on future guests. Thank you so much for listening and see you soon.